Ever quit a job? Ever redefined yourself within one? Ever started something in one big or failed? Quit. This is Colin's show, hopefully helping people sort out their lives, reevaluate their options. Maybe kick their crummy corporate stooge jobs to the curb and start something awesome. I'm Dan Benjamin. It's time to quit. If you want to get a chance to talk here, you can do that. Call in live. 512-518-5714 is the number to dial. Of course, if you're listening to the show as a podcast, you can't call now. But we record generally around 5 p.m. Eastern Time every Friday. You can send in an email to me and I read them. Some of the only emails I actually read. 5by5.tv slash contact. I read every one of those. You can also leave a voicemail, 512-222-8141. Not a lot of people do that. I'm trying to get in a better habit of checking it, playing those on the show. But if you are here live listening, again, that number is 512-518-5714. We've already got a whole bunch of calls stacked up. So we're going to jump into those. Here with me in the studio is Hattie Cook, my producer. Hi, Hattie. Hi. You're not going to take over the show like you did last I'm week, I'm not even right? going to speak. Okay. Because I got several emails saying that it was too much Hattie. So we all, we, we, we work Can for the listeners. Can there ever be too much Hattie? Yes. I don't, I, we have to work for <laughs> listeners. So you, you promise you won't take over the show? Nope. Okay. I didn't think you took over the show, but one one or two listeners did. So we have to follow their orders. We also have in the studio with us. Can you you can introduce yourself? Introduce yourself because you've been on the show. This is old hat for you now. Oh wow, Ansa, please say who you are. I am Ansa, and I have been here before. And I am a designer. I'm here in Austin, and I design things. You design things. We met you out at one of these many South by Southwest gatherings, mm-hmm. and you were there, and we met you there. And your boyfriend worked at the company that was hosting the party and mm-hmm. you guys uh, showed us around. You took us up on the, r- the rooftop with a small group of people and we looked out over Austin mm-hmm. and uh, found out, uh, you know, how cool everybody was. And I said, why don't you come in? You sat on the frequency, you did so well there. I said, come back for quit because you've quit your job. Mm, well, sort of. My job quit me in a sense, but um, yeah, I was a lead designer, lead creative lead for a company, a startup and the startup went under and I went off and did my own thing much with lots of help from other people. But yeah. Good times. Well, we'll be talking all about that. We'll be talking to you more about it. And uh, but there's some of these people they they want to they want to be on the show so bad that they call up and they're I already have somebody. The show's just started. They've already been on hold for one hour. Oh wow! They've been on hold for one hour. They're so I have dedicated. To, and I'm not. Caitlin's out. She's in Florida. So I'm going. Uh, she's not screening the calls. So I'm going to just take these calls. And I hope they're not. We haven't had a big problem with prank calls, although I, I'm. We have had some. Mm-hmm. We had the, you know, that toad, mm-hmm. hypnotoad. Hypnotoad. He called. Mm-hmm. What was that? Remember when we had hypnotoad call a couple episodes back? I think the so. Last time Shlok was here. The last time Shlok will ever have been here. Oh. Because he's a pariah now. <laughs> Area code 213, you're on the air. What's up? Hi, Dan. Hi, what's your name? My name is Ryan. Hi, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? You're on the air. I'm... Doing great, too. I really love the show. Thanks. I've been listening to it all along. Big fan of you and all your shows. Thank you. Uh, so I'm calling in this week because I quit something of my own. Oh, like you started your own thing and you decided you didn't want to do it anymore? Yeah. I uh, I ran a website called Jesus and Venus. I actually wrote an article about oh, the objectification. Oh. The objectification of Hattie I was Cook. like, that sounds familiar. I recall that. Yeah. That was back when, uh, so for not everybody follows as closely as some of our listeners, follows along in, in what goes on. But uh, 
I guess Hattie was a two, three months ago. I think so. We, um, we had, uh, we were selling mugs and t-shirts and things like that. And, uh, you and Sh- uh, Hattie and Schloke had set up a really cool assembly line process where one of them were making the boxes. The other one was putting the, you know, taping the boxes up and they would put the mug in. They had this whole assembly line thing. So I took a picture of this system that they had and it showed both Hattie and uh, Schloke hard at work, uh, on this assembly line busting at because people were saying, where, where are the heck of our mugs? We ordered them months ago. <laughs> so this was proof that in fact we had them and we're finally sending them out. And immediately upon doing this, uh, somebody, and I don't, you know, this guy's been beat up enough, so I don't want to go through this anymore. The guy didn't mean it. He, he was all, he's an all right guy. Okay. I don't want him to feel bad. He's suffered enough. As my parents would say, he's suffered enough. Uh, so don't worry about it. But he says, blonde girl is hot. That's his tweet. Hattie is the blonde girl he was talking about. Blonde girl is hot. And um, that he received a lot of negative thing, including an article that you, you where this led you, if you are who you say you are, led you to write a whole piece of it. And I am. Obje- um, well, we'll see. <laughs> the objectification of Hattie Cook. It became a big uh, piece that you wrote. A good, good, uh, good article there because you explore the whole issue of um, objectification of women and technology and all that stuff. I'll put that in the show notes at 5by5.tv slash quit slash 16, by the way. I'll put that in there. Thanks. Okay. So what's your, what, anyway, why um, did you stop doing this site? Well, mostly because I wanted to do other things. Uh, I've been listening to Back to Work a lot as well. And uh, between you on this show and you and Merlin on Back to Work, you got me persuaded that if I wasn't having a good time doing something, I shouldn't keep doing it. And I wasn't having a good time. Were you doing the site full time? You describe this. This is okay. And this is going to strike some people as a, a little bit, maybe a little different. This is a site yeah, I, called Jesus and Venus. It's written by you. You are correct. You are male. True. And it says a feminist news digest and opinion column. And this is this is written by you. That's correct. Okay. It was all me. I wasn't doing it full-time. I was doing it part-time. I have another part-time job that actually brings in money. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a a little bit of the decision was that this was something I started to do, and I thought maybe one day down the road I would make money from it. I never have. Uh, It's never grown that big. And that was a little bit of the decision. But mostly I I just realized I, I stopped enjoying it. I really enjoyed doing it for a while. How long did you do it for? I later stopped. Uh, I wrote it for about seven months, and I I had spent about four months before that preparing for it. And, uh, you know, as I wrote, I wrote a post there uh, about why I was going to stop doing it. And as I said there, uh, I just don't enjoy doing things that are ongoing. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. You don't enjoy things that are ongoing? I I don't enjoy things that, that don't have completion dates. I like... I like projects that I can finish and know this is done now. Hmm. And this is not one of those. How, how old are you? I'm 32. 32. And you don't, you don't like things that don't have an end date. Yeah. So I stopped. I'm going to focus on writing fiction, which is what I really like. And I write, I write things that I can finish and say, this is a done thing now. 
What what about I'm still stuck on something here. Okay. What is it that you don't like about things that don't have an end date? Uh, you know, to be honest, it's a bit of a character flaw that I just, I get bored easily with things that I keep doing over and over. And uh, like in the case of this website, I felt like I had run out of things to say. Okay. I mean, that's, that's I, I perfectly saying the same stuff over and over. That's perfectly legitimate. But I, I'm, I'm struggling with this thing that you said that, you know, where, where you said that you don't, you don't like things that don't have an end. Most things don't have an end date in, in life, I've found. How did you get to 32 and not have tons and tons and tons of things in your life that just never end? Because I want to do uh, it. Well, I, whatever it is, I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I've quit a lot of things. Uh, I've changed my career a few times. Uh, and you know, not, not everything doesn't have an end date. Relationships don't have end dates and that's fine with me. I like knowing the same people for a long period of time, but I like projects work that, that doesn't have it, that does have an end date. Right. Because then you get, then you get to do something where you're like, okay, you know what? I, I'm done this thing and I get to refocus. I get to take a breather. I get to go to the next thing. You get to move on. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, one of the things I do is I write screenplays, and I actually made a movie from one of those screenplays a while back, and I really enjoy that. I've written a lot of screenplays, and it's because you can finish one and then do another one. So it's not that I want to have a, a career that changes all the time. I, you know, I like writing screenplays, and I plan to keep doing it, but I wouldn't want to write the same screenplay for years on end. That sounds terrible. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to revise a book. Let's say you wrote a book about HTML. And every year you redesign it. That wouldn't be yeah, interesting. Yeah, I would not want to do that. I get really tired of it. Yeah. I think that's pretty common. I think it's anyway. pretty typical. People like to, to do something where they, they get bored of it or they want, they're ready to move on. A lot of the time you find that the jobs that I, I think back, I'm looking back at the jobs that I've had. And when you feel like there's no movement or no change or nothing new to do, that you start to get really frustrated. How long did you do this site for? Seven months. Seven months. And you were writing pretty much, I'm looking back at the post here. It looks like you're writing every day. Yeah, it was a linked list kind of blog. And so I, I wrote a lot of posts. And one once a week, I wrote a long one that was all original. Mm -hmm. But I spent 20, 25 hours a week on it. Do you think, do you think if, this thing was, if this thing was, Ryan, if this thing was paying you a hundred grand a year, do you think you'd be bored of it? You know, I, I really I'll do. take over this site I, and, and write it for you for a hundred grand a year if they want me to. And so, would you take this over? I would think about it. Yeah, for hundred grand. Hundred grand a year. Yeah, I would think about it. What I if you felt a little too, bored? Because it'd be hard to turn away money. So really, the, to, it sounds like and, this is more about a, a project that was unsuccessful. That you were smart enough that you you started up and you 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 made it. You promoted it. You did everything you could for it. I'm assuming, and then you you were smart enough to look at it and say, you know what, this isn't working out. This isn't making me money. Um, I'm not thrilled about writing about this stuff anymore. So I'm moving on. It sounds like a smart decision. It sounds like you made a smart decision. It has to be incentive. But I'm I don't, I, I'm not getting the impression that you stopped doing it because you didn't want to do it anymore. I'm getting the impression you didn't do it because it wasn't working out for you as a business. And this, if this thing well, was I making a crap ton of money, you'd probably be thrilled to do it every morning. That's probably true. I probably would keep doing it if it was making a lot of money. I don't know that I'd be thrilled but I would do it. 
In fact, one of the reasons I decided to stop was I had a conversation with my wife and she said, if this was successful, would you be happy? And I said, I, I don't really think I would be that happy. So what are you doing next then? Uh, I'm about to start writing a novella. I've been outlining it. I'm going to start writing it next month. Are you going to self-publish it or try and submit it to big publishers? Uh, I'm probably going to self-publish it. Yeah. Like put it up on Amazon and iBooks, that kind of thing? Uh, I might just stick with Amazon at first, but, uh, you know, a slow rollout sounds good to me. Do you, but yeah, do you want to share what your, what, to do. what's the novella about? It's going to be a more realistic retelling of the Epic of Gilgamesh, which is basically the oldest mythology that we know about. Huh. Maybe get some uh, movie rights going for you, right? That sounds great. Yeah. Well, good luck. Good luck to you. I hope you do it. And thanks, uh, thanks for writing that, that article, and thanks for calling in. Yes, and thank you very much for doing the show. Sure thing. I'm glad you're a listener. Thanks for, uh, thanks for calling. All right. Have a good day. You too. Thanks. What do you, what do you make of this, Sansa? It's interesting. It's, to me, it sounds like it's an, an issue of incentive. looks like you have some opinions about this. Well, it's an incentive to me, it sounds like, whether it's money or it's interest. you got to have at least one. The ideal is to have both. At least yeah. I think so. There's plenty of people who, who do work that they don't like because they make money from it. Hmm. I don't know how happy all of them are. Some of them are. Uh, I mean, there is there is that struggle of happiness, isn't there? Mm -hmm. uh, should you do something that you're happy with or should you do something? The, the, and frequently I hear about this from people who call this show, the golden handcuffs, right? Mm -hmm. You know? I have that passion. Maybe his wasn't out of passion, but because he felt like somebody needed to say it. I know people who who've who've written websites for years and years and years and years, made very little or no money doing it, mm -hmm. but they're they love doing it and it's an outlet for them, mm -hmm. and they they do it until either they have other obligations to take their time away from it, or they they wind up just getting fed up because they're not making any money. And they say, I can't, I can't put this much time and effort into it. I need to put my time and effort into something else. And they'd make a change, like Ryan did. Mm -hmm. Do you think it was, do you think the project maybe had to do with a sense of duty to begin with? That's interesting. Like he felt obligated to do it. Somebody needed to say it. Somebody needed to say it, right? And so he said it. Mm -hmm. Now he's moving on. Seven months. Seven months of saying it. Yeah. Seven months every day I had to say it. Mm -hmm. And then he said it and he was done. Could John be. Syracuse says, I, I have some things to say. Mm -hmm. Does a hundred episodes, he's done. There you go. Sounds similar, perhaps. But I don't think this guy. I I honestly don't know. It's different when you look back at a project, and it sounds to, to me like you would have said this was a failed a failed project. It sounds like a failed project to me. Hmm. Because, but but this is a problem, and you know what I'm identifying here. I haven't. I don't know him. I don't know his life. Mm -hmm. Okay. When I and here's some advice, which I'm not qualified to give. But whenever you go into a project, and he talks about he doesn't like a project that's never ending. Yeah. If that project is is making his life happier, then you don't want it to end. See? Yeah. It's true. If you have a project where it, it gives you a great deal of reward, whether that reward is money, pleasure, fun, entertainment, whatever, you don't want it to end. You want it to keep going and going and going forever. He wasn't happy doing it. I don't think he has a problem. and I don't think a lot of people have a problem with things ending. Oh, I, I only want to do a project for six months. 
I can't commit to longer than that. Sure you can if it's fun. If it's fun, if it's great, if every single day you look forward to showing up and doing that thing, then you're never going to get bored. I you know, Listen, I can't speak for him, but Dan Cederholm, he's running dribble. I, I imagine he's having a hell of a time, love, a great time running that thing. Look at the community he started. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. He's having, I, I would have to guess. He's having a great time every single day. Do you think he wants that? Well, it doesn't have an end. He did project work for a decade or more. Project work. Yeah. I like going, I remember when I was talking to him after we had built Court, he, I remember he had said to me, I like it, you know, doing a project and then going to a new project. But I bet you doing dribble for him, I can't speak for him. I can only imagine the great joy and pleasure of uh, that he takes from that. Doing that, running that, not only making enough money to employ himself and have some people working with him, but to do great work and to know he's created a great community around it. I don't think he wants that to end. I don't think he's looking forward to the next project. I can't speak for him. I'd love to have him on the show maybe sometime. Maybe it's about goals. I don't want five to five by five to end. Do you think maybe he knows what his end result should be? Or I mean, maybe in Dan's case, he, he has achieved a goal. Maybe this is his goal. Mm -hmm. Could be. Oh, it's a good question. If something is providing you with money and entertainment and all of this stuff, why would you ever want to walk away from it? I don't know that you would. Okay, area code 330, who's this? Go. One hour they're on hold. Now they're gone. That's sad. Well, I'm right here. Oh, <laughs> see? Oh, I had my finger right on the button. Almost. It's almost gone. So close. It's almost gone. <laughs> What's your I'm name? Right What's your name? Derek. Derek. I grew up with a kid named Derek. Is this Derek Schwartz? No. Okay. We didn't. We didn't play like uh, Dungeons and Dragons when we were both like fourteen years old, and so not you. Uh, I did that when I was fourteen, but I'm a little bit younger than you. Okay. What's up? Uh, I got an email uh, the other week. I'm an academic. I'm, I teach writing in a university, and I'm getting worried that I've been brainwashed by my career and kind of told that the only thing that I can do is work in a school. So I'm kind of interested in reevaluating my options. Can I read some of your email? Sure. Okay. Dan, I'm worried I've been brainwashed by my academic career, and I'm looking to reevaluate my options as you describe it in the show's opening. As an academic, I've been explicitly trained to believe that university work is the only kind of work worth doing, and implicitly trained to believe I'm not qualified to do anything else. You're a good writer. Further, the job market in academics is so wacko that it's extremely difficult to get a job if you lose your current job or simply leave academics for a while to do something else, at least in the humanities where I work. Yet I can't help but wonder... I could be successful and fulfilled by doing some other kind of work. See, this is tough. You got a PhD in English. You're an English professor. My mom, until uh, Hattie, when is, when did she retire? Like, huh? she, when did my mom retire? I don't know if I know that answer. Like recently, though, right? Maybe yeah. Because she's moving here. So, like in the past year. So she retired for as an English professor. After teaching all this time, she had tenure. Do you have tenure? Uh, no, I'm going up for it next year. That's kind of what my uh, curiosity and wondering is about. Is I feel like once I get it, it'll be those golden handcuffs you're talking about. Yeah, because when you get tenure, you don't want to give that up ever. That's right. 
Are you unhappy? I mean, are you, you're, you're worried you've been brainwashed, but are you unhappy? Academia, academia is, 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 that's as bad as a government job. I've seen my mom in that her whole life. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it, it can be kind of frustrating because it's all about politics and who you know and what you do and, you know, you can't, you can't get the position you want. You want to be chair of a department. It's, it's a mess in there. It's not like they make it out to be in Indiana Jones where you just, you roll in and you talk to some, some cool students about some artifact and then, you know, roll out. After wild adventures. Yeah. It's not really like that. It's no, not like Indiana right. Jones. Even the archaeologists are not like that. No, that's true. And, you know, there's, there's a lot about it that I do like. Otherwise, I wouldn't have stuck with it for this long. Um, but then, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, because I do work at a public university, it is a government job. And there's, there's a lot going wrong with that. And there's a lot of reactionary policies being put in place to deal with budget cuts and things like that that really make it hard. I mean, I feel like I have three jobs teaching and research and administration and I like aspects of all of them, but I don't feel like I have the resources or the time to do any of them well anymore. So are you more worried that you've been brainwashed into thinking that this was important or are you just unhappy and you want to quit and you're scared that if you quit, you won't be able to get it back? Uh, really? I, I, it's more that I'm, I, I, I don't even know how I would even begin thinking about what other options. Like, I, this is not that I'm so unhappy that I'm willing to quit and just try anything, but I feel like it's, it seems foolish to go through the tenure process without having some kind of backup in mind. But I don't even know how to begin thinking about a backup because the things that I do, like one of the things that I really like is training graduate students, but I don't really see an analog to that in the private sector. No, there is not one. Hmm. There is not one. I have to be honest with you. And with a PhD in English, there's not much you can do or an English degree. I mean, I have an English degree. Look at me. It took me a long time to fail. I have an English degree. Isn't that weird? I never used it. I started using computers when I was 10 years old, back when nobody used computers when they were 10 years old. You know, nobody used computers when they were 10 years old. When I was 10, now my, my kids use computers when they're like two years old. When I was 10, I was using computers. I was writing basic. So that by the time that I was in high school, I had my own business building PCs for people. And by the time I was in college, I'd already started at least one uh, company where I was doing software, which was weird back then, and doing like desktop publishing and stuff like that. But I was using computers. And when I, by the time I graduated, and I was trying to do like a double major in computer science and English, and I couldn't finish both because we ran out of money. So I just said, well, I've, I'll do the English one. But I never, I never was paid ever to work on anything that involved my English degree. I was always computers. That's all I ever did. Because I, then the people that I knew, my wife has an English degree. She's a technical writer. But that's, you know, that's something you could do. You could go into writing. You could go into doing technical documentation. Because that's something yeah, you could do. But yeah, you're not, you're not going to be able to, to stay in academia. Once you're out, like you're out. That's right. You know, you're out. When you walk away from that thing, my mom always said, oh, I'd rather teach at the, you know, the big university instead of the community college. But she stayed at the community college because she had tenure. 
Because you, you walk away from that, you got nothing. You got nothing. Well, well, maybe here's a more of a back-to-work type question. So, like, how do I explore options when I have a job that seems to take all of the time that I can put into it? How do you, like, you know, the other shows you guys have been talking about, you can't do the job and the side project. How do you, how do you start doing the side project when, you're, when your job takes, you know, everything that you can give it? How old are you? 32. What's with the 30, like 31, 32 year olds calling in today? Usually it's these 18 year old kids. 20 year olds who can just. Well, I get yeah. that a lot. Yeah, it's like, no, you know, these, they, they call in there, oh, how old are you? I'm 19. And I'm, you know, I'm scared to quit my job. Quit your job, you're 19. Like, that's the one time you can quit. 32, it's tougher. Do you have a family to support, or is it just you? You weren't the guy uh, with that cat. I got a, right? I got a wife. I got a wife and a kid, but my wife uh, is, a, is the breadwinner. What does she do? She's a physician. Oh, oh nice. Very nice. High five. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you don't want to lean on her to, to be the sole supporter. You know, you don't want to take a risk and walk away from something. But how bad would it be? Can you take a sabbatical? Take us about answer. Answer. You're, sh you're shaking I'm, your head. I'm nodding. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I was thinking that too. Once he has that tenure, do you have to have tenure you, you, to get sabbatical? How does that work? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Get, yeah, ten you get, get tenure, tenure, and then you can do sabbatical. Get tenure, and then as, as soon as project. you can do that sabbatical, do it. Like yeah. the day you're eligible for it, you apply for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Stick with this. You're on a you're on a path. You're on a path, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get more. You're going to have to engage more and find a way to make this thing more interesting. Listen, I, I mean, I, of course, I was raised this way, but I believe that education and educators and the work that they do is some of the most important work in the world. I'm not a huge fan myself of higher education for, for somebody like me, but for so many people, it's valuable. And for so many people, I, and when I say higher education, I'm talking about like post postgraduate doctoral work. That was not for me. And I don't necessarily know that you need that to get ahead in, in the startup world, in the technology world, but you definitely need that if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or a scientist. You know, true mm -hmm. pursuit of knowledge. Yeah. Yep. Do you think having this PhD makes it harder to uh, get a serious look by people looking to hire? No way. No. One of the things that, that you hear is about people being overqualified or that's, that's, you know, uh, no, oh, that's, that's, that's BS. Bullshit. Yeah. That's BS. When they say, when they say you're overqualified, that's just a way of them saying, well, I don't want to hire you or you're too old. <laughs> that's, that's pseudo pseudo speak for you're, we're not, we're not going to hire you. And the reason why we're not going to hire you is, um, you know, that, that we don't want to pay you as much as you probably need. It's you're too old, you're too expensive. That's what that means. You're overqualified for this Nobody job. Nobody could pay me less than the university. <laughs> Have you been told that or you're just worried about hearing it? Uh, I, I'm worried about hearing it. And, you know, I, I, I teach writing, and so my job prospects have been better. But I have friends who teach literature, and they're, they're, it's almost impossible for them to find an academic job. And they are, always just seem kind of reluctant to go into the corporate and you know they they're worried that the phd might be a liability and i guess I, I have some of those same worries or people might think that we're ahead in the clouds or you know just have a lot of 
mistaken assumptions about academics. Yeah, I don't know. I think, um, I think, I think I'm going to follow Ansa's advice here. You stay in the job, you get tenure, then you can do whatever you want. Then they can't get rid of you. Do you, do you know what you do want to do? Do whatever you want. Do we know what it is? And you sit want back to do? and do office hours and just sit back in there and put, mm-hmm. lean back in your chair, kick <laughs> your feet up, put the hat down over your eyes, let the students come in and you hand them the red pen and say, just grade it yourself. I'll give you whatever grade you want. That's what tenure means, man. Listen, I've seen this. You know how many times I went to the English department with my mom when I was a kid for one mm-hmm. reason or another? That's what the prof- good, smart professors do. <laughs> Don't be a dummy like my mom and actually care and, <laughs> and actually sweat it and grade everyone's papers like real. She sweated over this stuff for decades. Mm-hmm. And then I'd see some other guy and they're like, yeah, I gave him a B. She's like, how could you give him a B? That paper was awful. I read it. Eh, it was all right. You know, you know, do that. Do that for a little. No, I'm saying... Because the sabbatical is going to give you the – look, you're on a path already. See it through, man. See it through. See where you can go with this. Get your tenure. Take a sabbatical and experiment during that sabbatical. you got to see this through, man. You've got to see this through. See it through. Don't let me down. Yeah. I'm counting on you. Counting I'll, I'll on you. I'll do it. All right. I'll let you know how it goes. Please do. Bye. Did you see what I just sent you? Thank you. What did you send me about little Ryan? No, no, about uh, our caller just then. Somebody said they might be able to help. Ooh. Hmm. Is he on the line? Did he call in? Jorge? I don't know. Jorge, you got to call in. Call in and talk to me because that caller is going to listen. He's listening right now. Mm-hmm. I got to do a sponsor then. I'm going to There's someone <laughs> who's been on hold for 45 minutes on here. That's dedication. We haven't even talked to Ansa yet. <laughs> you want to call in. Some lines have opened up. Number to dial is 512-518-5714. I would love to uh, see if we can help you somehow. So I'll give you a second to call in. We just had those two lines open up. 512-518-5714. Squarespace. Everything you need to make amazing websites. I want you to go to MerlinM.com. If you're listening to this, MerlinM.com. MerlinM.com. Now, I hope, I hope you're doing what Ansa is doing and looking at this on your iPhone. Right now. You can look at this on your iPhone. You can look at it on an Android phone. You look at it on a computer. It's going to look beautiful across all devices. Why? Because all of their templates, which you can completely customize, are responsive. One design, multiple devices. That's what responsive means. I'm going to, I coined that. I'm an idea guy. You're going to have to run with that. Okay. But that could be your subtitle. These templates are beautiful and you can totally customize them by dragging and dropping. You don't have to do any HTML or CSS. And back in the old days, say, oh, you don't have to do HTML and CSS. That meant it was going to look like crap. But these look amazing. They're beautiful, beautiful websites. Telling you. You want to make a portfolio? You want to make a, a podcasting site? Apparently you can do all of this stuff. How do I know? Just look around. Look at what people are doing. Look at MerlinM.com. Site Merlin Man put together just to show off what you can do with Squarespace. And now they have commerce. You can sell stuff. You can sell T-shirts. Whatever it is you want to sell. You can sell digital goods. And they have the cool 24-hour download expiration links. They do packing slips. You name it. And they partner with Stripe to handle the transactions, which is really cool. I love Stripe. You know, Hattie, can you get get them back as a sponsor, Stripe? Stripe. Uh, Already done. (laughs) 
<laughs> just, Consider it done. Just like right. that. Just like that. Stripe is really great. They partnered with them. They handle all the transactions. And you're set up with Stripe instant. Like, it's instant. You can sell stuff immediately. So you sign up for a year, you get 20% off. You sign up for two years, you get 25% off. Some people, I hear on, said, don't like to commit to things. Mm, I hear that too. They don't like long-term commitments. So this would scare them a little bit. Well, that's fine. You can do month to month. It's 10 bucks a month. But uh, there's a special URL that you need to go to to support this show. I'm having dinner with little Ryan tonight. I think we're going to go to, uh, I don't want to say what it is because then the creepers show up. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like it happens. Oh, wow. So I'm not going to say where we're going. I'll tell you next week. We're going week. to eat food. Food. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the best thing to mm-hmm. eat. That's where we're going to go to eat food. And I want, I want you guys to make him proud. And the only way to do this, if all of you listening right now, go to squarespace.com slash quit. You don't have to even sign up. I would love it if you signed up because I think the service is great. Squarespace.com slash quit. That shows him the solidarity, you know? Mm-hmm. Describe what I'm doing right now. He is uh, pumping his fist in the air. Yeah. Solidarity. Enthusiasm. And when you are ready to sign up, I will give you I will give you ten percent off. I will pay. I will personally pay <laughs> for ten percent of your bill forever. forever. Stooge three. The word stooge and the number three, 10% off. I'm going to f- pay for that. That's how much I'm sure that you're going to uh, sign up for this. So squarespace.com slash quit. Check them out. Thank you very much to them and to little, and I'll be buying little Ryan's dinner, won't I, Hattie? Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's fine. I don't mind giving him a little bit of his money. Where we're going is going to be good though. Yeah. I'm excited and we can expect, that. we can expect what the bill's going to be on that. No, I already anyway, know. So I'm already scared of it. <laughs> so wait, where do I tell he's texting? Where do I tell him to meet us? Is the can you just text me what I should paste to him? That's what I, I said. Can you just paste it? Oh, just say that. Okay, yeah. we'll meet you there at, at that time. Yes, that's fine. Okay, I told him that. Okay, good. Jorge, you got to call up if you want to be in touch with that guy. You're going to call up. And you're going to tell him on the show five one two five one eight five seven one four is a number to dial. How about this answer? We'll get to you in a second. Okay. I just, there's somebody who's been on hold for like, oh, like over an hour. I, I feel like <laughs> I got to get to him or her. 617, you're on the air. Hey, Dan, this is Markleford. Hey, how are you? I'm okay. Uh, I'm a software engineer. Okay. Uh, I do mostly front-end stuff these days. And I'm, uh, I'm sort of a corporate stooge, though I work, I work from home in a different state now. I, I talked to me to my old job okay. that I moved away from as of my wife's work. And a year ago... Sounds like uh, a sweet gig. One, one would think that, yeah. And, yeah. and really, a year ago, things were great. They're awesome. And I really liked my job, and I was engaged, and it was a, a good lifestyle. Uh, but then, uh, since then, uh, we got a new CTO in, mm. and he's very eager to change everything. And mostly, he's making decisions to boost shareholder dividends. Mm. So, we're doing all sorts of things that really strike everyone as bad business decisions. I mean, it's like bad for the, the worker morale, it's bad for the customers, and it's like, no one's really getting this, at least at the management level. We used to have a, a good management Above me, that uh, 
really sheltered us from this. I worked for a really huge mega corporation that we have a we had a product that uh, was bought from an uh, another company that was a, a very successful startup. Mm-hmm. Bought into the company it was sort of run run as an internal startup. So it was very cool that way, and the management would shield us from the all the the, co- the corporate bullshit above us. Mm-hmm. But since we got that new CTO in. Um, the management above me has changed. Yeah, now you're thrust no right into shoulder. it, aren't you? You're you're totally thrown in, right? There. Yeah. So whereas things were cool before, now we're we're in, in total corporate stupidity. Mm. So uh, uh, to the management above us, they don't have to say no to anybody above them, mm-hmm. and they all they say to uh, to anybody below them is no. Right, so you might have not it's been you might have not been in a uh, a corporate stooge job before, but now you are. Right that's, now you got now you got Lumberg in, in, standing there in his Hawaiian shirt telling you he's going to need you to come in Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, uh, profit space stuff going on right now. It's just yeah. it's it's very bad times, and the uh, everybody in the department are, is like they're like yeah, this still sucks, and now we're told well, you can't say that it sucks because someone might hear that mm. and something will happen. So we're not allowed to voice your concerns anymore. Mm-hmm. So like the like your show opening goes, it's time to quit. It really seems to be the case. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm a bit different than uh, a lot of your callers. Uh, you know, there's those 18 to 25 first face kids out there who are really worried about quitting their first job. Right. Because I've, I've been at this for, for more than 20 years. I'm right. 43. Right. And I have, uh, I, I got tons of savings, got no debt. My wife and I have no kids. So we have no plans to kids. You're you're perfect. You can do whatever yeah, you can do whatever you want. And you know what? You're about to make. You're about to enter the peak of your intellectual prime. Did you know that? Is that true? It is true. Oh my! It is true, Anta. Wow! That in your forties right. and fifties, you will do intellectually speaking. You will do the best work of your life. I'm so excited. You're oh, why? Are you almost there? <laughs> No, I'm nowhere close. That's what's fun. Yeah, you got a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. But this so guy, he's he's I mean, ready to do the best work of his life. Yeah. So it it does seem like the time to quit. Now my problem is, is that I don't have a plan, mm. and that's uh, sort of daunting. And that's you know, I wanted to uh, to generate my my idea that I wanted to work on because I I totally have to do my own thing at this point. It's, like going out and getting uh, yet another job that could later turn into a corporate street job, that really doesn't seem to be an option. But going out there without a plan isn't really the wise thing. And as as you usually suggest, to people have a plan, have like you know take this this many months mm-hmm. to stay. If mm-hmm. I don't do anything at that time, get another job. And I could do that. It's uh, it's not that there's nothing that I can do out there. It's just that I don't have the focus right now, and I feel that. I feel that if I, I quit and give myself the time, I can generate that focus. Because right now, after work in the evenings, I'm I'm emotionally drained. Oh and yeah, it's mainly a, a matter of recovering. And while you may, may still have those good uh, four to five hours a night to work on your your secondary project, which I used to do when I was happy in my job, I just can't do that anymore. So I feel I'm in the situation of quitting without a plan to sort of like take a sabbatical, like you're you know, telling the previous column. But we really don't have sabbaticals where, uh, where, where I am now. In right. fact, we just let another guy, a very talented guy, walk out the door because he needed some time to, to figure things, some things out. Really? With his, uh, 
with his family and his girlfriend and stuff. And they said, you know, we, we, we really can't do that without having, you know, family medical leave involved. So mm-hmm. see ya. That and is awful. Sort of, that's, that's the awful. worst. Yeah. Is that legal? Yeah. And uh, that's legal. I mean, pretty much every state in the United States is at will employment. Mm-hmm. They can say, you know, we're done here. Yeah. So he said, well, I know it was, it was time for him to take some time. He needed some time to cover. And what <clears throat> this company doesn't understand is there, there are people like us there, older people who have substantial savings, who are very talented. And to us, if we got fired, getting a new job is a proposition of a week of searching. I mean, it's, they, they tell us, oh, it's a horrible economy out there. Things are bad for the industry. So mm-hmm. we just got to deal with it. Uh, but they don't realize that we're all we're all very talented people and can, can just jump out the door and get a new job. But that's not what I want to do. <clears throat> so the uh, the thing is, is essentially I would be taking a sabbatical and trying to figure out you know what I wanted to do and experimenting with things. But that's not much of a business plan. And a lot of the things I have in mind are things like, well, like well, like your first caller, I, I I'm I'm a writer. I get write another novel that I have in mind. I'm a musician. I have another album that I'm supposed to be producing, that, but I just don't have the energy to do it right now. I could work on some apps, but that's kind of crapshoot as well. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Right. I mean, it's like the the idea of achieving a moderate success in these sort of creative You do projects listen to these shows, to don't be, you? You do. I appreciate oh, that. Let's do them all, yeah. yeah but but it seems, in creative projects, it seems very difficult to come by. I mean, it's like if... If you're in it for the money and you're doing these trade projects like, like oh, I wrote a script, I'm going to sell it, sell it to a movie house or whatever, uh, that's that's really long odds. You're probably better off just buying a lottery ticket than you know writing your next novel or screenplay. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of in the unique situation where I have to make a decision of when to quit. I mean, the writing is on the wall. The job is right. You're, gonna, you're going me. to do it. Right, and uh, I've I've been in in the business world for long enough to know things don't get better when they're in this this state. And previous companies that I've been at that have been in this state, they're they're no longer in existence. So I, I know how these things happen, and a manager cannot convince me oh it's going to be better. So I'm in. I'm in. You the, are you the are in this situation. Situ- Listen, you're in a situation that's so many people I think are in every single thing that you've described, maybe with the exception of, you know, the fact that you, some people are married, some are not, some have kids, some don't. But, but this description that you're giving us of your situation, the way that the job, and and this is something we have not talked about. I'm really glad you brought up this topic because we have not talked about when your job changes, Mm -hmm. not because you change, but what about when your job changes? How many times have I been told from a friend, Oh, my new boss. I don't want to work right. there anymore. It was such a great job till my old boss left. Where'd your old boss go? Oh, he went to go work at this other cool company. Mm-hmm. And now I've got this new boss. And man, is he a schmuck. You know, what a putz this guy is. I don't want to work with him. Or his boss. You know, my boss's boss is, is that happened over and over and over again. And that'll change everything. Look at what uh, look at what Mayor's doing over at Yahoo. Oh, yeah, everyone's got to report to the office now. She's she's yeah, one person of that. There's rumblings of that our our company as well. We do have a liberal work from home policy, and it's already been uh, rescinded in certain departments. 
Which we're probably next. Writing's so, on the wall. So yeah, what, like, what's, what's your question? Fine, let's get, this is a good story, but what's your question? Because i got to get to answer. She's starting I, to get angry. I guess the central question is, I'm in a situation where I can quit at any time. So, so do what? I wait for the inspiration for the idea to work on and continue at my job knowing where I'm in the unique situation where I can quit the job at any time? And hopefully it will be easier to tolerate and then, if, you know, if something totally intolerable comes up, I can say, okay, that's it. Or do I at this point say, okay, I know this is unhealthy for me. I know the company's not going to turn around. It's time to start figuring stuff out for myself and just take the time off. Even though what I have in front of me is a lot of creative projects, which even moderate success doesn't seem to be a likely outcome. I mean, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. I'm a big when it when it comes when it comes to small things, I'm very uh, spur of the moment. Anything goes, I'll try it. But when it comes to something big like what you're talking about, I take a very very long time. I think a lot. I do lots of pros and cons lists. Mm-hmm. And boy, I'll tell you what it 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 takes me a long time to come to a decision. I've always about said this. That it's. It's one of the hardest decisions to make is, is when to quit. I mean, I am prepared to quit, but knowing that right time is interesting, especially in combination with some of the the stuff that I can do, you know, making apps or writing a book. I mean, I, I guess uh, a slow could uh, testify to some of that. Uh, do, do you know if he took time off when uh, he was writing the three book? Uh, I think that was the only thing he was doing when he was doing it. Well, okay, I take that back. He was sort of working maybe part-time with the company that he was with. Mm. And, uh, and, and, and so he was, I don't know if how legit that was. He's not here. I can't speak for him, but I know he and spent a lot of time on it. Yeah. He'll never be back. But it, it, it really does seem that I need that, that focus of having, getting up in the morning and saying, I am working on projects for myself today. But, so it really seems like the right decision. So I, I don't think it's really anything that we can figure out by talking more. So I'm not going to you know, pick up any more of your show, but, but thanks for talking with me. Yeah, and let me think Let me and, think about uh, this. I mean, the, here's the thing. You, you know that you're going to go eventually. You know you're going to go eventually. Right. It's a matter of time. Of- but you're in a great situation because now you can, you really can time things. Mm-hmm. You can control. You're in control of this. It's not like you're absolutely miserable. You're just not thrilled. That gives you the power. And you know what? Employees have the power anyway. Don't listen to this, Ed. right? <laughs> Employees have the have the power anyway because your employers need you. How do you know this? Uh, how how important yeah. you how important you are to and that that to, is actually one thing company. that I fear. I, I'm sort of afraid that you know I know that I'm important to what they're doing, and it would give them some leverage in saying, "Okay, how much money would it take for you to stay?" Mm-hmm. And then we we bring up the golden handcuffs. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes that's you know, it's hard to, to turn down because if I quit now, I'm going to be burning my my savings. You know, I'd, I'd rather be burning my savings when you know I'm, I'm old and gray and losing my teeth. I mean, that's when you're supposed to be burning your savings, but. Okay, I'll, I'll, but, I'll, yeah, I'll leave it, you with this. I'll leave you with this. Okay. You don't quit for the sake of quitting unless you're miserable. If you're, if you're miserable, quit. 
if you're not miserable and you're just sort of biding your time, then just figure out that thing that you want to do yeah, next. Yeah, do some side projects. Exactly. Figure out what actually if, is interesting if, to you. And if he can't do the side projects because of time, then plan on what you're going to do mm-hmm. and plan your... T- I know a guy... One step at a time. Yeah. One step at a time. I know what I'm going to do now. And now I know my path to do it. I want to write some iOS apps. But in order to write iOS apps, I need to learn how to write Objective-C. So in order to write Objective-C, I've got to take these classes. In order to take these classes, I need time. Great. So I'm going to need this much time to learn it. I'm going to need this much time to write it. Maybe you don't want to learn to write it. Maybe you're just willing to write out a check for somebody or find a find someone you can partner with who will like your idea, who will write the code. Mm-hmm. You bring the business experience and the knowledge. They write the code. You team up and build something cool. Right? Mm-hmm. What do you think? I, I, yeah. I, I yeah. All right. I'm going to let yeah, you go. I, Thanks I, for I, the I, call. Let, we'll talk about this some more with, with Ansa, but I got to let you go. Thank you for the call. Okay, thanks, Dan. Take care of yourself. Thank you. What do you think, Ansa? I think it's a great idea. I'm actually doing that myself, so I'm a little so bit, t- little let's bit talk, biased. Let's talk. I know we got <laughs> a couple more people on hold, but let me talk to you. You've been waiting patiently. What's it, What's your story? How well, did you wind up here? What? Who are you? <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm a designer here in Austin, and... Um, yeah, I quit my job or or vice versa. My job quit me about about a year ago now. It so was, what was happened? Good, How did this work? What was, was the story here? It was a good good thing for a 20-something-year-old. Um, so I was creative lead at a startup that was based sort of out of Austin. The, the technical team was in Austin. Yeah. And we were working on a variety of things and, you know, talking, having meetings one night, you know, late late calls about, okay, two weeks or two years from now, we're going to be doing all of these things and we need to build out this functionality. Oh, this is so exciting. It's going to be wonderful. And in the next morning, um, someone in upper management decided that it was all, they were bored with it. Mm -hmm. So the company went away in under 10 hours. Oh my gosh. Under 10 hours. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, Say I'm that again. I'm not kidding. I am bored not kidding. Of it. Bored of it. Yeah. So like if, that, I, that if was, I said today, I'm, I'm bored, you know, I don't want to do these shows anymore. Bored. That was the so explanation. I just shut it down and I'm, the, the doors are locked up. Bye. So like I couldn't have a job by the end of the day. That's exactly. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of fear. That's the kind of stuff that you have to, the kind of fear as, a, you should have as, an, as employer, an employee, as an employer. Yeah. You need to actually be scared for your life that night <laughs> is what you need to be scared for. No, no I, mean, I mean, that's that's the, quote, explanation that we got. But I'm, and by the way, know, that this sound sure. that you hear in the background, this, that... You have a glass glass, we have plastic, because we're children. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I've noticed. <laughs> those are white Russians. Yes. And if you want to really follow along at home, you'll have one, too. But anyway, the point is, this guy... You were working in a company where one person mm-hmm. getting bored, getting bored mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. could end. How many people were there? Well, so in my particular, okay, so it was an umbrella company. In his entire company, there were probably 30. In my team that was a basically a product team, sort mm-hmm. of, um, there were eight of us. So, yeah, approximately. Yeah, I think it was eight, wow. eight or nine, somewhere in there. It was fun times. Was the door locked? I mean, how did you know well, that we it was all, done? Well, we all worked remote. Um, but yeah, my my supervisor, the the head of the IT slash create, well, I was the lead creative, but um, that whole group, he called us one by one and in very sad voice said, I hate to say this, but it's But he happening. was out of a job too. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. 
he always had lots of things going on. So he, hmm. he moved on quickly, but really we all did in the end. I, it, it turned out to be a really good thing. So what, tell me, what, <laughs> what did you do with this? I mean, a lot of the time uh, people would say, wow, I, I just got fired. Mm-hmm. I got laid off. Did they give you a severance or anything that would last you? Or was they it just the They paid end of the- us the rest of that pay period and that was it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it was fun times. But yeah, I mean, it turned out to be a really good thing because I, I mean, there was a lot of other stuff going on at that point. Just, you know, it was a rough, rough year for a lot of people, including yeah. me. But about that time, that was kind of the, I guess, the turning point. How did you feel when that happened? Uh, shock was the main thing. Really? Yeah. For, I believe for about a week, I bet I you just, were like tingly and like, I don't even know what to do. I was, I didn't, uh, yeah. I mean, I kind of think I just sat there for a good hour. And you're you're in your twenties. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. you, you probably were cognizant enough to know that this was not the end of the world for you. Right. You, you knew that you were just starting your career. Really? Yeah, you're, you're not like 45 with five right. kids and you're right. like, oh and a, yeah, no. And a family to support. <laughs> and, and I also, I also knew I worked for a startup. So it's always, really there's, old, there's always, that risk, there's yeah. always a risk. So. Yeah. Did you, what was your next step? Like, you know, you, you said you sat there and kind of let it sink in for a while, but mm-hmm. like, did you immediately jump into, okay, time to start looking for a job immediately? Or like, what, <laughs> yeah, what well, did yeah. you jump to action? Or I, I think, I think I started looking at what, what I could go find right away. Um, I wasn't in a super mobile position, but mm-hmm. I, I did, start looking right like away. Like looking but for another full-time job yeah, or had it occurred to you yet to try freelancing? It had not yet work? occurred to me to try freelancing. I mean, I've always had kind of side projects that I've enjoyed doing, but not, not you know, going to pay the bills with it. Um, but a couple weeks later, uh, the people that I had worked with, my team, um, had a really great team there. That was, that was the biggest loss of all of it as I loved my colleagues. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did it occur to you at the time to go to your colleagues and say, hey, guys, what are we all going to do? Let's go do well, something we together. Well, we actually, we did talk about that. And we had a couple things that we wanted to do. But a couple of the, the team members had some pretty, they, you know, health, they needed the health insurance. We They couldn't. It was extremely yeah. easy for me to go off and start something new. It was like, yeah, sure, let's go do this. But for some of the team members, that was less realistic. So we talked about it for a while. And I was, you know, that would have been a lot of fun, too. But in the end... Um, some of those people ended up with, you know, really good companies and they, they became my first clients and they turned around and hired me to mm-hmm. do projects. It was awesome. Yeah. That's really great. Yeah. It was really, I got lucky in that regard. So, so I, you didn't set out there and say like, I'm going to go and do this freelance thing and mm-hmm. I'm going to start my own business. It was more like, well, I need some work. Yeah. And that led you to find the freelance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always path. been, I've always been entrepreneurial. I can't not start something. Yeah. Um, so you've been doing you've been doing your own thing now for a year. Uh huh. Little over a year. How has it been going? Really, really well. It's encouraging. really well because yeah. you like it. Or really well because you've been making a crap ton of money. Um, I have not been making a crap ton. <laughs> I, I managed. I mean, I'm that's not, a te- I'm, not in, I'm sorry. I'm using technical, technical terms. Term? Yeah, okay. I apologize. Right. Can you please define that? Define. I don't know. I don't think I know what that is. No, but um, it's like a hogshead. A, ho- a hogshead. A hogshead. That is a technical money. term. Yes. Very, very nice. Um. <laughs> But no. This is the U.S. version of Hogshead. Yes. Okay. Well, I, I, if if that means that I could I could get by with it, then a lot of it has been getting by. But it's also given me a lot of opportunity to really work on things that I love working on. So the freedom has yeah. been amazing. Yeah. So, when yeah. I said, "Can you come by?" You're like, "Sure." I'm one of, what time yeah. do you want me? Yeah. Asked me if I need to check with my boss. And you were early. And, yeah, I was early. I had to escape downtown. So mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, that's no, great. You know, been great. so that's the flexibility. But at the same time. 
you're out there. How much time do you spy, do you spend selling yourself how or trying to? How much time do you spy? How, how much, much time, time, time do you spy? spy? I can't. Huh? I can't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> how much time do you spend trying to get new new clients as opposed to actually doing the work? Um. Because for me, think... maybe you have it easier than I did. I, di- I didn't know what I was doing, but I spent a tr- and I, I I I can almost say I got every every client I ever tried to get, with maybe one exception. I'm talking about dozens and dozens of clients. I got them all. Wow. I got them all. I had a great track record, but I would spend so much time writing proposals Mm -hmm. and doing meetings Mm -hmm. and doing phone calls in order to win those clients, even the small ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a great track record, but I put so much time into it that I was spending more time getting clients than I had left over to do the work. How How has it been for you? Well, I'm kind of hyper organized, so I I tend to track how much time I'm spending on things. But with the with the client thing, I'm I'm kind of picky about who I work with, and so there's a good part of it that's like we end up kind of kind of I don't, I don't want to wooing each other in mm-hmm. a way of like mm-hmm. find somebody I want to work with, and it's like okay, let's get to know each other. So I, you- it's it's more like I get to know people in other settings, then it's like okay, now maybe we can work together. It's, I don't spend a whole lot of time going out and I'm not a big, let me hand you my business card and we'll, we'll network. And weird. Yeah. I, I can't, I wish I could do that more, but I just, you put me in a big room full of people and I'm going to find the corner really fast. Mm. <laughs> so there, there are some people I think who are content to do project work. Mm-hmm. There are other, excuse me, there are other people who might say, hmm, I'm fine doing project work now. But I don't think I want to be doing that in five years or ten years. Um, what What do you think about that? What's your what like? What are your future plans? My future plans. Because there are a lot of people out there who are listening to you who are saying, "Hmm, you know, she got laid off. She she got fired basically, and she played it cool. And she went and she found some work and she turned that into a career for herself. Mm-hmm. And there's other people who are in a job right now who are thinking. I don't want to, I'm not getting laid off. I have a job. It's one thing if you're pushed out the door mm-hmm. and you've got nothing, then yeah. like, yeah, go experiment and figure out what you want to do. It's another for somebody who has a job to say, oh, I'm walking away from, I'm doing, I'm doing air quotes, a perfectly good job mm-hmm. in yeah. order to try something that I don't know. If your freelancing hadn't worked, yeah. you would have found another job, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I would have. And I knew that, like I knew there was, there was definitely a turning point. Cause like I said, I got really lucky in that after my company dissolved, there were, my whole team went like dispersed and became my first client. So that right. was, that was, you know, a big stroke of luck. there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have been repeat clients. I have continued to work with them over this time. So that has been really nice. But um, yeah, I think, I think that I, I hit a point at some, at some point in there, a few months in that it was like, I'm just, I'm going to see where this goes and yeah. try it out and um, if it flops, then I can go get a job. Right. Yeah. Dan so. Manian in the chat room says, that's me, Dan. I want to build a product. Doing projects for other clients isn't mm-hmm. a passion. And I think that's for the people who are starting out on their own. There are some people who love the excitement of working for and with somebody else on their mm-hmm. project. Mm-hmm. You pick up on their enthusiasm. You can help them transform their vision or dream or whatever into something. And then the flip side of that is people who are like, no, I want to build my own thing. Yeah. I don't want to work for somebody else. I want to build my own thing. Well, I mean, in a way they're kind of this, 
I, I'm, I might step on some, I don't know. No, let's um, hear what you got to say. It's kind of the same thing because both in both instances, you have an element of control and that you can choose who you want to work with. And that's, I mean, that's what I like. Like sometimes I meet people that have really amazing projects and I want to go sit down and, and share their enthusiasm and, you know, kind of fall in love with their product or project, whichever one it is. And then if I, so, yeah, I mean, and I have a product that I'm working on or in, in a couple things, but it's kind of the same, same thing. Like I like working with other people and um, yeah. So I feel like it's the same on both fronts. Yeah. It's just different ways of different yeah. manifestations or whatever. I think people often have the dream while they're sitting in their corporate stooge job. Oh, I had a great idea for an app. It's a calendar app. <laughs> Nobody's built a calendar app quite like the one that I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. Maybe they start building it. And then maybe people don't use it the way they thought or hoped, you know, and then they're struggling with that reality Mm -hmm. that this thing that they worked hard to build and maybe people haven't built yet because the reality is, and this has been true in my case for almost everything is that what you imagine the success will be because to you, the thing you're building is so great, you know? Yeah. It's so great that of course people are going, I want to use it. Of course they're going to use it. Duh. <laughs> but the reality, unfortunately, is that it people probably won't use it. Yeah. That thing that you're thinking of building, that you're thinking maybe you should quit your job to do, most likely will not be successful. That's the crappy ass truth. Yep. Yep. But if somebody hires you to build something, you're going to get paid whether it's successful or not. Mm-hmm. And if it is successful, guess what? You get to be the person that wrote the code or did the design. And guess what? They'll probably want you involved down the road. Yep. But if it's not successful, well, you still got paid. Make sure you get paid, by the way. That's a whole topic. Oh, that's a whole topic. (laughs) Let's do one more call answer. Okay. Can you, do you have time? I am, I am just, you know, I'm checking my boss. All right. They hung up anyway. Oh. Now they're back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, we'll do one or two more calls, then we get to wrap this thing up. If you want to try, last minute call, 512-518-5714. As soon as I said I'm going to do the call and they hung up, they, the, called the, back. they came back. That's good. I don't know if it's the same person, but we'll we'll take them. All right. Were you the one that was on hold and did you hang up and come back or are you new? Yes. Yeah. I was just sitting here and uh, my phone hung up and I was like, I guess I'll call back. Okay. Well, I'm glad you called back. Maybe you'll be our last call for the, for the day. What's up? Who are you and why are you calling? Uh, my name is Kev. I uh, sent you an email last week. Uh, probably didn't see it because I saw myself last. And um, I run a songwriting service online uh, as my side gig. I, I do um, online development for uh, training courses and video, um, audio videos. Yeah, stuff you do. Do you do Kev, Kev write me a song.com? Yes, that's me. Yeah, I remember you, of course. That is me. So uh, This is just so your way of getting a free like, sponsorship, isn't it? That's all this is. No, no. I, no, I'm, I'm wise, I'm wise for... to it. I see what's going on here. That's all right. You, <laughs> all right. you, you may continue. Continue. <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, so basically, uh, I started it uh, about a year ago, last March, uh, last May, and uh I I started it for free because I knew that was the only way I'd get people to actually be interested in it. And I've got a decent amount of people interested in it. And now I'm thinking of different ways that I can uh, monetize it and 
eventually turn music into my full-time career because that's what I want to do with my life. I don't want to sit at a computer and do um, development stuff. Now, God, God forbid you sit at a computer and write code. It's one of the worst things you could possibly do. <laughs> one of the worst ways to make money. Kevin, everybody knows the life of a musician is a party. It's just a piece of cake, you know. You just write music no, and kick back and, you know, it's easy. <laughs> That's easy money. The easy money is to, you know, write music. Everyone knows that. <laughs> so I'm at least looking for a way to make this something that I can do for fun, but still have generate some income towards it. You know what I mean? Even if it doesn't become my full-time job, like my life, um, I'd, I'd still like some way to make it, uh, a bigger part of my life and actually make money from it. Cause here's the thing. Music is your life, right? Kev? Yes. This is your passion. This is what you want to do. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, how, how old are you? I am 31. Okay. You're getting I just bought a house. You I bought a house I with your wife and your wife is a, your wife is a web developer. Yeah, sure. I remember all of this. I remember this. I read these yeah. emails, Kevin. Nice. Good. Very good. I figured you'd be busy last week. Cause, yeah, I was, was busy, but I'm not, too, I'm not too busy for my quit emails. Good. Good. Well, thanks for checking it out. <laughs> so listen, here's the thing. Um, I, I absolutely believe that people should follow their passions. Absolutely. And if music is your passion, you, you've picked a tough one. But if if anything is going to enable you to exist and make money as a musician, it's the internet. Uh, that that is right. a very different kind of world than it used to be. It's I mean it's I'm, I'm I don't use the soundboard on this show, but it is a tough racket. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not something that you yeah. can just jump into and do without a lot of planning and a lot of thought. Your wife is a web developer too. And she is making decent money. Your only debt is your house. Have yep. I got this story right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And you don't have any kids yet, but she's her clock is ticking, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. If she's if she's close <laughs> to age. We're proud having kids within a few years. Yeah. Mm. So what that what that she's, uh, she's younger than me. She's she's only like she's only twenty two. So we have time. Okay. So her clock is not ticking hard yet. Her clock, her clock no. <laughs> will be ticking really loud in about five years. So you've got some time. You've got some time to mess around. Yes. Yes. So you're doing web development. And you're paid full time. You have a full time job. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Make great money. I love the people that I work with. I just, it's not really what I want to do. And you've you know got, I mean? you've said you've got three months salary in the bank, right? Yes. Okay. For both of us. For both of you. So if you, if you, if tomorrow you made zero income, how long would that last you? You have no money coming in. How long before the bank starts calling? And my wife is still making money? No. Neither of us? Yep. Your wife is home with the kids now. <laughs> well, if we had kids, we'd last like two days. Okay. I'm asking you, how long, how long does that three months of salary last you? Because what I want to change people's perspective about is one thing, and this is a good topic. People always say, and I'm guilty of this too, because I've said it on this show many times. I'm not going to say this anymore. Don't worry about how many months salary you have. Worry about how many months living expenses you have. 
that that's exactly what I factored in. Like I, I factored in all of like uh like the cable that we pay for now and like the extra stuff that we pay for every month that we could cut. And like I factored in like the absolute highest amount that I could uh tally for that for our, our budget. So how many months based it, off of those numbers? How many months? How many months can you live off that? Uh at least three, probably more if we start to cut some stuff, but that's not enough. Uh, that's not enough. Right. Six months, and, and six months right living now, expenses is what I'm going to tell you to have. Save it up. You said you make great money. What are you blowing the money on? Cocaine? Nothing. We're just saving it. Well, you've only got three months, so save it for December. longer. You've only got three months. If you're making <laughs> such great money, save it up longer. Well, that's what we're doing. <laughs> so wait until you've got six months salary for both bo- six months living expenses in the bank. When you have six months living okay. expenses in the bank, I will feel better then about you quitting your full-time job and because that's both of your money in the bank, living expense that way, and then come up with, you know, I, every time, come up with the plan. Say, in, in one month, I will be at this level of income. At two months, I'll be at this level of income. And if by the third month, I'm not at the same or better as I was or whatever is reasonable for you, then I will I will stop doing it. I will put, I will say I gave it my best shot and I will go back and I will find a new job and I maybe even go back to my old job and I will be happy doing that knowing that I gave it a really, really good shot. That's what I want you to do, but don't right. do it until you get like a lot more money in the bank and stop, you know, stop boozing it up. <laughs> you know, I know what you're spending this money. I know what you're spending this money on. Kevin. Seriously, Kevin, ser- seriously, Kevin, save the money. Save some more money. I want you to save some more money. People always underestimate how expensive things are. People always underestimate what happens in an emergency. People always underestimate, uh, you know, you know what? You're, you could quit your job and then two weeks later your wife loses her job. You don't know. Right. Then what are you going to do? Right. Then what are you going to do? You're going to say, damn it, why did I give up that great job that I had for? <laughs> so you want to you say, yeah. you know what? We, 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 I made a decision. I tried it. But you know what, honey? We got six months to go here. And I'm going to make something out of this for three months. And then I've got three more months to find another job if that doesn't work out. Then you're safe. So can you right. call, call me in three months when you're starting this new thing? And I'll, uh, then you can uh, really plug your site. I can, <laughs> I can do that. All right. Well, listen, I'm really glad you called. Thanks for the call. Thank you very much. Thanks for taking it. I appreciate it. Good luck to you. Thank you very much. Okay, bye. Take care. Bye. I don't know about him. He'll keep saving. He has to save some more. Gotta save. He's not ready. People are either, either they're completely terrified to do anything, mm-hmm. you know, Ansa, or they're so ready to do it and they're ready. And this is the thing. It's like if they have a good job that they don't absolutely hate, they're ready to jump right out there and try their own thing with no planning. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying he has no planning. He has some planning. He doesn't have enough money yet, but he has a planning. And then you have people who are totally miserable in their jobs and they're terrified to walk away from them. Mm-hmm. They're terrified to walk away from them. But if, they, if their job's all right and they're paid really good, they can't wait to get out of there. <laughs> have you seen this? <laughs> this is the one pattern I've seen doing 16 of these shows. They feel safe and comfortable and like kind of like the you can't touch me syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But know? the ones who are, who Very are confident. Yeah, yeah, they're overly confident. And the ones who are miserable, they're terrified because yeah. they're living the real world. They're living in the world of, well, wow, have- jobs suck. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. Very, very warehouse, 
how difficult things can yeah. be. Okay, and so where can people go? Because you're doing great design work. Oh, thank you. Where yes. can people go to see your stuff, learn about you, hire you? Et cetera. Um, I am at ansacopeland.com. Okay, I'm going to put that in the show notes. Well, thank you. Look at this site. It's really pretty. I, I tend to play with the hexagons a little too much. No, I like I this. They, if I knew how to do something like this, I would do it. But I don't know how to do this. I can show you. <laughs> I would just rather have you do it for me. All <laughs> right. That, so this is that. in the show notes. Show notes are at 5by5.tv slash quit slash 16. Really appreciate all of you listening. Anse, are you, you're on Twitter mm-hmm. also, right? Yes, I am Yansa on Twitter. I don't understand the why. doesn't matter. means color in Chinese. Oh, wow. Why does? The, the Yansa. Oh, Yansa. Yansa. At least that's what I'm told. Oh, and you Please have no the little haters going to hate thing from uh Yeah, you tweeted that. I, I, sent, I sent that to Hattie yesterday because I love that. something someone said that was mean. So. All right. for her. So you can, uh, you can go and check this out. Hire Ansa. She doesn't need the work, but you can give it to her. <laughs> and uh, you can follow her there on Twitter, Yansa. Hattie, who, you, you were very quiet today. Well, I didn't want to take over the show. Well, thank you. <laughs> it's a nice, refreshing change. Yeah. But well, next Ansa was your guest today. I was not week, your guest. Next I'm just week, a I'm, sit-in. Last week, you I'm were... I'm like a hop-on. Hop-on. <laughs> like on Arrested see? Development. And see, see, she, she gets it. And she says, no, it's yes, from Arrested no, Development. She's, it's Arrested Development. Okay, well, I haven't oh, yeah. seen that show. Oh. Oh, damn. They have a stair but car. The, the soundboard creates suck. itself. It does. That's all I'm saying. I don't have to do anything That's my mother's fault. It's my mom. Mary, it's your fault. Right. Mary's wonderful. I would love to have Mary in here on Quit to talk oh about gosh. her she, job. Dan, you know her story. She's I won't I won't spoil. No, it too I much don't know now. her story. I want to be surprised when she's she comes in here and tells me. Two jobs, moves to Europe next week, by herself. Next week, Mary's in here. Oh yeah, do you it. Do it. Next week, Mary. I want Mary on on the balance ball. Oh my gosh, she can bounce. She will. She, we will dance together. Right. That'd be great. Be great. You can follow Hattie, Hattie Bird, H A D D I E Bird. That's me. On Twitter. You can follow me. I'm Dan Benjamin on Twitter. I'm Dan on Alpha. I really appreciate all of you listening. And listen, you know what? Check out the sponsor, squarespace.com mm-hmm. slash quit. Scrooge 3 is the discount that'll get you 10% off. Stooge 3. Stooge. Scrooge. <laughs> Scrooge. We got to get okay. him to set up Scrooge. <laughs> that's because that's how I'm feeling today. Stooge 3. And if you want, you know what? If you want to support this site, I don't talk about this a lot. You can go to 5by5.tv slash membership and support the site. Go You don't want to give us any it. money? Give us a little bit of your time. Rate the show. Five stars. Got to be five. You know, when you buy a car and the car salesman comes out and he's like, uh, anything less than five stars uh, is failure. So uh, come <laughs> talk to me about it first before you give me less than five. You heard that speech? Yes. Yeah. Anything less than five means I failed, so don't rate it. <laughs> Talk to me first. 5by5.tv slash quit. That's a place to go for all this stuff. If you want to get in touch with me, send me your emails. You see, I read them. I proved. I had you to prove did. it. But you I read these things because it's the only emails I care about. 5by5.tv slash contact to quit. Send me what you think. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will be back next week, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Join us live at 5by5.tv slash live. Ansa, thank you so much for being a guest today. I'm very Appreciate happy to it. Hey, thanks. Yeah. It was great. See you all next week. <laughs>